Welcome back to episode 93 of Your Best Year Starts Here. And I don't think we've got a topic for this one, Nigel. Um, you got any ideas? I've, as you've just said, that I've thought of something. Okay, well, in that case, let's have theme music. So interested, just before we started this particular episode, we both looked at each other going, what are we going to share? And very often, because we do most of our recordings, strangely enough, on a Monday, and often on a Monday, I come downstairs, I have done for the last four months, and in the past, on a Sunday evening, I would write what I wanted to share for the Monday and Tuesday, and I'd you know, have my little to-do list. And what I've realized more this time is to allow whatever there is to be there to be there, and then go with the flow a little bit more than I have done, which is called trusting myself and trusting the process, which doesn't always work 100%, because I like to have some idea. This is where, as a monkey, I'm a little bit weird. I do like to have, get ready for this, some control about what I'm going to do. And there are times where I just can't sit in my office and just dream, which is interesting, because there are other times where it's really important just to daydream and just sit there and allow things to come. So just as you were about to say, you know, what are we going to talk about, really it's about the word nothing. Because when you realise you actually don't need that much, you know, I've said before, the best thing you can do for the poor is not be one of them. So I'm not disputing having some money helps. But you need a lot less than you think you need to have some fun. Um, weather like this, so I haven't shared this with you, but do you know what my kids got me for my birthday? No. The best present in the world. An ice cream van. Oh, I, I did see a picture. Yeah, yeah, it turned up outside. Yeah. I did see that. I did really, see it. Literally, this ice cream van turned up, and I heard the music, and I thought, oh my God, because I live in a small close, as you know, and it's unlikely that an ice cream van is ever going to come to our close. And there was a picture taken of me, and me looking like an absolute seven-year-old. And I realised the joy in getting something that was relatively small, and we spoke about appreciation before in your leader uh, acronym, but my kid's face, seeing my face, watching their face, watching my face, was just an absolute picture. So I think what we've got to realise is that sometimes we are so heavy, sorry, heavy, we're so hell-bent on goal-setting, and we're so heavy on, we're going to get our vision, and then we're going to create a vision board, and we're going to create a mission statement, that sometimes what you want to think about is, what makes you happy? What simple things in life? So, I grew up, and I met my wife in Israel, and when we first started dating, where we lived, about literally 800 yards, or maybe half a mile away, was an ice cream place. We could get a bus there and then walk back with an ice cream along the beach because we lived right by the beach. Now, 20 years, oh my God, 39 years later, I'm showing my age here, 39 years later, the joy of us going to a park and finding an ice cream van and walking bare feet on the grass or walking on the sand or walking in the field. So, as we all know, I've got this dog. If there's an ice cream van near where our dog is, I can be very happy within seconds for not a lot of money. So we've spoken, I'm sure, in some of our episodes before about the be-do-have chart. So if you can be happy 
and they do some cool stuff, you have more fun. But if you think you need to have lots so you can do more, then you'll become happy. We know that doesn't work. So I'd like to dispel the myth for everyone who's listening. When was the last time you were really happy? What were you doing? Who were you with? And what did it cost? So I'm going to give an answer to that. I don't know if it's necessarily the last time, but one very significant one for me is I moved house fairly recently, as you know, and my next-door neighbour has a boxer, the dog. Okay, And I love dogs, but I haven't had a dog since I was a teenager. I couldn't even tell you exactly how old, but basically... 60 years ago. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) But, you know, basically when I left home... I haven't, had, I haven't had a dog since, right? Um, my mum's had dogs. My dad had dogs before he died and whatever. Um, but this dog next door, literally the day I moved in, got my attention and has become like a, he has become like my little four-legged friend, you know? And um, he's come round a few times. He's been in the garden and whatever. My girlfriend said, oh, my God. I'm like, what? She's like, there's a side of you I've never seen. <laughs> that I'm seeing with that dog. And it's, it's almost like the, the side that comes out sometimes with small children, I guess. But there's something about this, this particular, I mean, dogs in general, but this dog in particular, that just brings out a really playful side of me. And he's great fun to be around, you know? Um, so yeah, that would be one example. Another one would actually be, and this is back to things that don't cost any money. I've got an 11-year-old daughter. Last week, my daughter spends like half of her time with me and half of her time with her mum. And last week when my daughter was with me, we had half a day where we basically sat down and played board games, just the two of us. And again, that was just, it was so much fun for the two of us. You know, her brother's been staying with me as well. He was upstairs doing something. My girlfriend's in the house as well. She's doing something. She was working, you know, but literally me and my daughter was like, right, we've got a few hours here. What should we do together? And we played Hangman and we played Battleship and, you know, just like old school games that a lot of kids in her generation, you know, this isn't on a screen. I don't get it. But it brought stuff back to basics. We were in the room with each other, cool. you know. So you're and, and it was presence more than presence. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I actually think, and I know we've talked about this on episodes before, but I actually think it's the most important thing is like what matters to someone, not what does it cost. So, so the exercise that goes with this is to get a piece of paper and write down 20 things you love to do. Mm-hmm. Then put down... Does it need people? Does it need money? And then get ready for this. When was the last time you actually did it? <laughs> so one of the things that I love doing is playing doubles in tennis with my son, my daughter, and my wife. Now, the game is nobody wants my wife as a partner. <laughs> okay. And about six or seven years ago, when we were in America, we're normally in America for most of April, my kids did a dance and a song while they were waiting my wife to serve the ball and every time I picture this moment I can go back to the emotional state a fun state and it was one of those times where if we'd have asked to stop to video it we would have missed the moment Mm -hmm. because very often your kids are doing something and you want to capture it the problem is you miss the live moment because then they know they're on camera and it changes the way they are and very often at this time when we were playing doubles if I ask my kids right now, tell us the best time we've ever had on holiday, 
Then tell us also about the time where we all nearly drilled on my wife's say-so on going on a boat trip. I mean, it was one of the most terrific afternoons. But every time we mentioned certain events, it's normally where the four of us, and my son is now married, so I don't want to just uh, exclude Lindsay because she's very much part of the family. But at the time, the four of us were on a boat where we literally nearly drowned, and we still talk about that event. We talk about when we went to Butlins, and you had to buy electricity vouchers to put into a meter. And my wife said, we've got about 50. But they last like <laughs> half a day. But we were scared of it running out. But some of those moments where we were together as a family unit, and believe me, we have done some phenomenal trips. We've been to Kenya. We went to Rwanda to walk with the gorillas, which cost off the chart money. But that doesn't get mentioned normally. It's either the tennis we played as a family, nearly dying, I mean, getting drowned on this boat, or buttons don't cost very much, but it's those memories of either being together or doing hangman or playing a game. Or my son and I love military bands. So in a couple of weeks' time, we've booked to go to Windsor Castle. And we're hoping the bands might be playing on the Sunday morning. But it won't cost that much to have an experience. So I want to just change the status quo for everyone who's listening to this. That says, chase your passion, not your pension. Chase the things that make you smile, not the things that you think long-term might have a bigger benefit. So it's nearly going against everything that I've said before, because having an ice cream in the park with a flake and red sauce, or if you're from up north, monkey blood, um, it is just fun. And so I just want everyone who's listening today to be thinking, when was the last time I had a belly laugh? When was the last time I just had some fun when it just was natural. You know, can you remember after we had a real belly laugh? There's been quite a few recently for me. It's it it's weird. We and I and I, I careful how I phrase this, but you know, we go through things in life where life changes, right? And I've had a lot of that in the last probably two years actually. And if I'm really honest, I've been going through change for the last five years, ten years, whatever. But it's it's kind of accelerated at different points. And I would say over the last probably 12 months, I, I've felt myself get more relaxed. And as I've got more relaxed, and I don't know 100% what it is. I think part of it is actually I've almost stopped caring. I haven't stopped caring, but I've stopped caring about some things. No, you don't care as much about what other people think about you. But that's kind of my point. you love yourself enough. But that's my point. It's, it's kind of like I've gone, there are certain things I have to do for me. And because I've taken that uh, almost like responsibility for stuff and made some difficult decisions, it's taken a weight off that's actually allowed me to enjoy life more. And there are some things that I that I hadn't done for a long time that during like the lockdown period have found their way back into my life because I've had more time. So for example, you know, I've written music since I was a teenager, but I go through waves where I'll write a whole bunch of music and I, I might not touch it for a year or two. That over the last 12 months has massively accelerated. Pulling out old vinyl records and just playing them for an afternoon. You know, those kinds of things. Before, so you're in joy. Yep when you're playing music and the records are on your shelf anyway yep. you're not necessarily you're not looking to enjoy the moment you're enjoying in that moment when I get an ice cream and, I, and you know I'm a big ice cream fan and we have a fridge just full of ice cream but seeing an ice cream van hearing that music just does it for me 
And I'm now trying to find a balance in my life where I take the dog for a walk and I don't look at my watch and I don't look at my phone. And in those 40 minutes, and it's literally only 40 minutes, I am free. Yep. And without getting too deep, I'm just at one. Now, I don't use those type of language very often, but I'm at one when I have an ice cream in my hands. I'm at one when I can hear the birds chirping and my dog is by my side. And I'm at one just be. And I've realised that through this lockdown, I'm not running through an airport. I'm not asking people in the lounge to be a bit quiet because I'm doing another call. I've quite enjoyed that. And I'm just asking everyone who's listening today to do this homework exercise. 20 things you love to do. How many of those need people? How many of them need money? But the most important thing is, when was the last time you did it? And if it's too long ago, when are you going to do it? And let us know what you've decided to do that's going to give you joy and share it so we can vicariously enjoy it with you. I mean, if I, if I get you, Neil, to picture an ice cream van turning up into my close, that badly tuned noise singing happy birthday, me standing front of the line. I mean, we had about 15 people in our house. Well, in over in the garden, because my son had caused a surprise. But just seeing my face standing there, and the best bit was, my son paid for it all. So it was even better. So it, it cost me even less money than normal. But this way, you find some things to do that make you smile. And that's my message for this week. That's an awesome message. And, you know, a 99 with a flake, and like you say, red sauce on the top. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that. You just cannot go There's wrong. There's always one person who's lactose intolerant, but you shouldn't be listening to our podcast. <laughs> If you're lactose intolerant, serious, serious point. Here we go. You, no, no, you can get some amazing ice creams these days that actually don't have milk in them. Um, Bouja Bouja, B-O-O-J-A, B-O-O-J-A. They make like, you know, truffles that don't have... Um, this episode is sponsored by Bouja Bouja. Well, no, but they do like truffles and things. I mean, they're not cheap, but they're delicious. And they do um, an ice cream that's got no dairy in it. And it, it, it's, it Sorry, it, it tastes, ice cream with no dairy in it? Yes. What's that called? It's made from, it's called Bouja Bouja ice cream. Um, <laughs> but it's made from like coconut cream and stuff, and it tastes incredible. The other one that's really good, if anyone's looking for these, because I've tried a few, is Oatly doing oat milk ice cream that's also delicious. And I can see your face, you're going, no, don't do it. But seriously, you know, if you love ice cream and you, for whatever reason, are trying to avoid eating animal products or reducing them or whatever, those are two things that I've tried that are really good. There are some others that are absolutely hideous. And I've bought a tub, I've had like half a spoonful and I've put it in the bin. So I'm not saying everything ticks the box, but there are a couple of things that do. Don't leave me to ice cream there with a nice number of the flame. Bye bye. <laughs> 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 